Hello and welcome everybody to the Great Inflation versus Deflation Debate Part 6, Fiat or Shenanigans. Uh, this is Nate's response to Vox's last post, <clears throat> and we will see uh, what he gets himself into. Anyway, let's jump right into the article. Uh, fiat or Shenanigans, you whimpering in the corner, uh, suck it up and get back on your feet. You know the U.S. money system it was a wreck or you wouldn't be reading this debate in the first place. So Vox and I conspire through com competition to show you precisely how uh, wrecked it is. And the first glimpse, you curl up into a little ball. Man up. It's not going uphill from here. <clears throat> Setting aside the obvious difference of opinion that we have, uh, he's wrong, by the way, which I will presently demonstrate with uh, no little amusement. Our view on where we stand in the grand scheme of things is profoundly similar. If you look carefully, <clears throat> you'll see uh, that I was one that dropped the bomb, not Vox. Vox just stepped back and said, did you see that bomb he dropped? Uh, <clears throat> say, boys, that's a big freaking bomb. I don't doubt even he knows <clears throat> how big of a bomb he just dropped. Then being the cruelty artist he is, he explained the bomb. Uh, then you realize, oh, dang, that's a big bomb. <clears throat> uh, you see... Why uh, this debate is important? It's the format. The format itself allows you to accept things that you would not otherwise, uh, that you would otherwise refuse to believe. That's why, in spite of the enormous time investment it requires, I cannot simply quit. Uh, that well, the fact that everyone in which, <clears throat> uh, in a while, I'll go, I'll get doing this. <clears throat> Reminder: I said our money was fiat money with the characteristics of credit money, right? Fox says I am wrong about that, and while I consider rushing off to donate some money to an unrelated charity in his name and make a video about it, instead I decided I would address his well-made point like an adult, mostly. <clears throat> Vox said, Nate's first mistake is the identification of credit money as fiat money, even though he clearly has his suspicion concerning the problematic nature of this distinction as it applies to the U.S. monetary system. Uh, that this distinction is false can be demonstrated in two ways. First, with a legitimate appeal to authority and history, and second, by a money creation process. <clears throat> he then provides a quote from Mises uh, that I agree does indeed say that fiat money does not yet exist and probably hasn't existed. Vox appeals to Mises, who appeals to history. And Knight points out, well, shit, this book was written in 1912. It appears... We have some more history to investigate before that holds water, doesn't it? <clears throat> Let's look at the new history then, especially recent history. Uh, say, what does our buddy Murray have to say about fiat money? Under a fiat money standard, government or the central banks may obligate themselves to bail out, uh, which increases issues of standard money. Any bank or any major bank in distress. In the late 19th century, the principle became accepted that the central bank must act as the lender of last resort, which will lend money freely to banks threatened with failure. Another recent American device to abolish the confidence limitations on bank credit is uh, deposit insurance, whereby government guarantees to furnish paper money to redeem the bank's <clears throat> demand uh, liabilities. These are similar devices removed from the market breaks on rampant credit expansion. Are we done? No, 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 no. We're a long way from done. Remember, Mises characterized fiat money by legal privilege. Legal privilege, uh, consult Mises Wiki. <clears throat> According to 
Huelsman, there are four groups of legal privileges granted to the state. Usually more than one is granted. Uh, legalized counterfeiting, the promise of banks to allow the promise of banks are allowed to be more elastic. For example, a coin marked as one ounce of gold will be allowed to have any amount of gold or none and can have any meaning. <clears throat> Bank notes were named promise to pay but were obscure on the details. Monopoly, only some monetary products may be produced by law, like a specific metal or only banknotes or coins of a certain bank. This limits the freedom of choice of users of money and benefits the producers of the first recipients uh, at the detriment of others. Legal tender is a money that must be accepted in exchange for, the pre for a predefined price. Some monies may be driven out of the market due to Gresham's Law. Legalized suspension of payments allows banks to avoid the pain of obligations while receiving payments from its debtors. A bank <clears throat> is free to free from contractual obligation to redeem its money and it is also legal tender. Its banknotes become genuine paper money. With legal privileges, there are the banks allowed to behave more irresponsibly with increasing moral hazard. Now are we done? Well, not really, because what I've done here is intellectually honest isn't what I've done here isn't intellectually honest in the sense that I have not represented the whole of Vox's point. The reason I hated Chapter 3 is not because of the confusing terms like fiduciary media. It's because credit money itself is a category error. Credit money is, is a description of leverage, but leverage can be applied to all types of money. Thus, credit money is a subcategory. Credit money <clears throat> is what happens when you take money from any other type and then leverage it up for lending purposes. I'm going to be clear as I can be. You may need to go back and reread my last post on this, but I will try to explain again. <clears throat> Leverage is something that happens to money types. It isn't a money type itself. It's like including cancer cells in the discussion of human cells because they form in the human body. Cancer cells aren't human cells. We must always go back uh, to competition. Money is money because the constant commodity competition. Every day the competition is ongoing and every day one commodity is winning and one commodity and that one commodity that is winning is the money. <clears throat> the money types and explanations of why competition is being won. Fiat money is a fiat money is fiat money because the government helped it win artificially and wouldn't even <clears throat> have won otherwise. Take away the government advantage and it's not the money anymore. Commodity money types, well, they have no artificial government advantage. That is the true definition of sound money. It's the money that wins the competition every minute of every day. Uh, the ongoing competition, not some past competition. It's own without aid of government. All modern paper currencies are fiat money and bits that are loaned into creation from thin air. Those are credit money too, but it is dishonest to ignore the fact that it is fiat money as well. Loans have been created, may have created the individual dollar bills, but those dollar bills wouldn't be money if it wasn't fiat. God have, made, have mercy on my soul. Ludwig von Mises was wrong. You cannot disregard fiat money, <clears throat> disregard fiat nature of the orig original money just because most of it was created through leverage. So fiat shenanigans, uh, the answer is both, uh, not one, <clears throat> not the other, both. To fail to grasp that will totally blind you to the inherent problems with the current economic system. The money is fiat money and credit money because much of what was created via leverage <clears throat> 
but as much of it was created through counterfeiting. This is why I created the word uh, cluster for oh gosh, cluster catastrophe, <clears throat> which while attempting to uh, parse the U.S. money supply, it's not that there is no money. I already explained that there is always money. Money is like energy. It cannot be destroyed. It can it can change forms. Its velocity can change, but it cannot be destroyed. The problem is our system is so screwed up through fiat and leverage that we can't even measure the money supply anymore. Uh, come box, be sensible. You are absolutely right to point that leverage can't be ignored, but we're you were wrong to suggest the fiat aspects can. Now tell us, box, what is the best way to measure the abomination posing as the U.S. money supply, he asked knowingly. Public service announcement. I would like to apologize for using credit money as a type of money in my last post. I knew full well I didn't believe it uh, to be actual money type while writing the post, but because the way Vox asked the question, because we are debating on Mises' turf, I felt I had to. I do not believe anyone would have taken me seriously if I didn't. First, I had to demonstrate that I did understand the Mises terminology, otherwise I wouldn't have any credibility on the matter regardless it may cause confusion if Vox chooses to score some points for saying hey wait first you said credit money was a type of money then you didn't I concede those points willingly so that concludes that again we're on YouTube and BitChute and all the podcasts Podbean um, Apple Google and Spotify all those so uh, find me there find this debate there and uh, and listen to the whole playlist uh, the article will be like linked in the description. Uh, hopefully you guys have a good day. Goodbye.